Well, I want to welcome everyone to uh, Church at Home. I know it's uh, exciting to have all of us together online. Um, some of you are watching this from the comfort of your home. Maybe you're, you're uh, watching on vacation. I don't know where you're watching, but we're just glad to have you tuning in with us. We got some people actually here listening live as well, and I uh, just want to welcome you guys here today. Uh, I want to share this end of the year message, and I've entitled it New Focus. And uh, when you think about that, that idea of, of a new focus, I think initially our mindset goes to, okay, I need to focus on a new thing. I need to focus on something that I've never focused on, or I need to focus on, on something that, that I've never thought about in my life. But when I wrote this down and I was thinking about it, this idea of new focus, I really was thinking about us focusing more on that which we already should be focusing on. When I thought about this idea of, of a new focus, it's a renewed focus. This new focus is that we would focus in more on that which God has already called us to focus in on. And so today what I really want to do for us, um, thinking about the end of the year, and I know the end of the year comes with New Year's resolutions, um, New Year's goals, uh, thinking about the end of the year, I really wanted to motivate us to have a new focus and a renewed focus on the things of God. And I think that all of us would agree that the things of God are what's going to help propel our life to the next level. And, uh, and so what I want to do today is I want to really help us focus in on um, having a renewed focus on the things of God so that we can go to the next level. So I want to read from Isaiah chapter 43, verse 18 through 19. This is maybe a passage you've heard before, but it says this, Remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth, do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. So Isaiah is writing this to the children of Israel. And he's writing this to the children of Israel at a very bleak period in their history. You see, they've been taken captive. Um, they've been taken captive as, as uh, exiles to the nation, nation of Babylon. And so they're a long ways from their home country. They're a long ways from the promised land. They're a long ways from Israel. And, and Isaiah is speaking this over them, this prophecy, uh, this word to encourage them and to tell them that, look, there's a new thing coming. To tell them that there's better things in store. The best is yet to come. And even though it seems like you've lost everything, it seems like you're in captivity, it seems like you're homesick for the land and the blessing that God had promised you. You've been taken captive and your exiles is in this nation of Babylon, this empire of Babylon. What Isaiah is saying to them is, look, God's going to make a way. And uh, I wanted you to hear that today because I think that we all go through situations or circumstances where we feel like things aren't going according to plan. And uh, it seems bleak. Things are not going our way, as we might say, and yet God always has a plan, and God's always making a way, and so what I want us to do today is I want us to embrace the new focus from God, all right, the new focus, the title of my message, new focus, so embracing the new focus means, number one, that we are forward focused, we're focused on what's before us, what's in front of us, you know, my wife and her sister, a couple years back, they were driving, and they're driving in their car, and they're actually on their way to church, and as they're driving on their way to church, 
um, her sister's driving and my wife is sitting shotgun and her sister is like seven months pregnant and uh, she's driving them. And as they're driving, they see a spider on the dash. And you know, a big spider. And I don't know if you know, um, whether you're a man or a woman, you see a spider uh, in your car, you're going to freak out, right? And uh, so there's this spider crawling on their dash and they're both like, oh my gosh. And they're, they're freaking out and they're grabbing napkins. And, and at the same time, they both reach forward and smash the spider and the second they smash the spider, they also smash into the car in front of them. You see, they were so focused and fixated on the spider that they'd forgotten about the road. <laughs> they'd forgotten about the road ahead of them. How many of you know, man, if we're going to move forward into what God has for us, we have to be focused forward on what's in front of us. And I think a lot of us, you know... Uh, today are, are fixing our focus on the wrong things. Maybe we're fixing our focus on the spiders in our lives that we're trying to kill. And that could be anything in your life. Maybe we're fixing our focus um, on the past, on the failures of our past, on the, the things that, that we've made mistakes in or, or the, the bad relationships we found ourselves caught up in. And we're so fixated on the past, our past failure, our past pain. Maybe someone hurt us in our past that we're not able to move forward into what God has for us. And so what I want to say to you is to fix your focus and to focus forward. Too many of us are focused backwards. We're focused down when we should be focused forward into the, the new thing, the new thing that God's doing. So it says in verse 18, it says, Remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old. And so I, I love this idea of Isaiah saying to them, look, Forget the former things. What he's saying to them is, forget about your past failures. Like, don't let your past failures possess you. Don't let your past failures keep you stuck. And I think every one of us listening to this or, or watching this right now can say, like, I have some failures in my past. I have some past failures. And yet too many of us allow ourselves to dwell in the past or to get stuck, into the, to get stuck in the past to the point where we're not able to move forward into the new things that God has for us, the better things that God has for us. The children of Israel had failed miserably. You know, you know that, right? Like they had failed on multiple occasions. Every time they, that God blessed them with something good, they returned hit to God the blessing with evil. In fact, if we go through, we could go through the story of Israel and it's like God gives them a temple and they give him idol worship in return, Right? God gives them the truth, and they begin to live and proclaim lies. God gives them his commands, and they live like their suggestions. God gives them wealth, and they use it to abuse the poor. God gives them himself, and yet they give him rejection in response to that. And so these are the failures of Israel's past. I mean, over and over, failure after failure. And yet what Isaiah is saying to them is saying, look, forget the things of old. Forget the former things. Don't remember the former things, nor consider those things of old. He's saying you can't live in the past or the failure of your past. Not only that, but you can't even live in yesterday's faith. Did you know that? Like you cannot live your life uh, based on the merit of yesterday's faith or last week's faith or last year's faith. You need a fresh revelation of God every day in your life. 
Like I need a fresh revelation of God every day. That every day I, I have a revelation of who God is, the revelation that Jesus loves me, the revelation of what Jesus has done for me. Embracing the new thing. That means keeping your focus forward. Fix your focus forward. Not in the past, not in your failures, not in your hangups, but forward into the new things that God has for you. Number two, embracing the new thing from God means we are God-focused. I like this one. Not only are we forward-focused, but we're God-focused. Man, last summer, I uh, went whitewater rafting for the first time in my life. And uh, our, our campus pastor for West Sac, Lauren, he actually uh, said, hey, let's go as a staff on an outing. And um, I, I wasn't sure how I felt about it. None of the team was sure how we felt about it. But we were like, all right, let's go. So we went on this uh, whitewater trip. And, man, it was, it was like some rapids. I don't know if you've ever been, but it can be pretty intimidating. And there was only one person that fell in the water. And that person fell in the water twice on this rafting trip. And that was me, all right? Like, we had a raft full of people. We had females, males. Um, and, and yet I was the only one that ended up in the water. Not once, but twice. And so we got back to the office, and later that day, like, they were all asking me, like, man, Caleb, how did you fall in? Not once, but twice. Nobody else fell in. How did you fall in? And I was like, I don't know. I mean, it was weird. I just felt like I got tossed out. They're like, man, I mean, I had my, and they all start talking about how they had their foot tucked in the raft so that when the rapids hit and they got tossed to and fro, their leg kept them anchored in the boat. And that's when I realized I didn't know we were supposed to anchor our foot in the raft. And I was like, what do you mean? When did we learn that? When did they tell us that? And they said, oh, well, our guide at the beginning walked us through everything we're supposed to do. And one of the first things he said is make sure you tuck your foot in the raft so that you don't fall out. And I missed that part. You want to know why I missed that part? Because I wasn't paying attention. You want to know why I wasn't paying attention? Because I was like, oh, rafting, this is easy. I got this. Like, I'm a man, right? Like, I'm athletic. I have great balance. I don't need to tuck my foot into this raft. Like, uh, or I, 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 wasn't, I don't need to listen to him, to what he's telling me, because I know exactly what to do. And very quickly I realized that, man, if I don't listen to the guide, it's really easy for me to be thrown out of the boat. Now, I don't know a better illustration of us and God out there, because we are so focused often on what we think that we are missing out on what God's saying. I don't know about if you've experienced that, but I, I've been so focused on what I think that I, I don't even pay attention to what God's saying. I was so focused on what I thought, which was, I'm a man, I got this, I'm going to fall out of the raft, like, I'm athletic, I, I have good balance, that I missed the guy telling me to tuck my foot into the raft. If I had tucked my foot in, I wouldn't have ended up in the water. And yet so many of us think we know, and so we don't listen to God's guiding. We think we know, we got this, right? We're, I'm a man, I, I, I handle my business, I'm a woman, I know how to, do, how to do this life. And yet God is giving us guidance and he's given, he, he's given us advice and he's, he's leading our steps. And yet we're focused on what we think rather than what God is saying. You know, the children of Israel, they had a choice. They could view their past and the problems of their present or they could focus on what God wanted to do in their lives. This is what it says in verse 19. I am making a way in the desert and streams in the wasteland. Man, if you had the choice between a way through the desert 
or the desert, what are you picking? You're going to pick the way through. If you had a choice, the streams in the wasteland or the wasteland all by itself, what are you going to pick? You're going to pick the streams. We have to see, we must first see ourselves the way God sees us for us to them to then embrace the ways that God has for us. The children of Israel, I believe they felt as though they were getting just what they deserved. You know, I think that a lot of them, they, they were exiles. They've been taken captive. Uh, they were strangers in a faraway land. They weren't in their promised land. They weren't in their nation. They weren't with their people. And I think a lot of them were probably like, you know what? This is what we deserve because of the way we lived. I listed all the things earlier where they disobeyed God, where they went against God, where they didn't follow God. And I think that a lot of them were probably believing that God did this to them um, and that there was no going back. But I want to tell you that they were wrong. You see, a lot of us in this place may feel like our past is made up of a wasteland and that we have no future but a wasteland. But I want to tell you that your life can be a stream of life. That your life can become a stream in the wasteland. That God can make a way through the wilderness. That's the God that we serve. In Romans 8, 1, it says, There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Did you hear that? No condemnation. So again, we can't focus on our past. We can't focus on our failures. God wants to make a way in the wilderness. He wants to bring a stream uh, in the wasteland. That's what he wants to do in your life. Your, your failures, your past, it doesn't disqualify you. You see, if we're God-focused and we see ourselves the way God sees us, he says, yeah, my children make mistakes, but I still love them and I still have a future for them. So second thing, we need to embrace the new thing from God means we are God-focused. And the third thing and last thing is that embracing the new thing from God means we are plan-focused. I don't know if we got any planners out there. Um, you know, like I, I like to plan and I, I had my whole life planned out. I don't know if you were like this, but when I was like 12 years old, I literally had my life planned out. I was like, this is what's going to go down. Um, my plan was I was going to go to Bible college. Then I was going to go to seminary and get my master's. I was going to become a pastor, probably start as a youth pastor. Then I would get married somewhere in there. I'd have three to four children, two boys. And then two girls, that was my original plan, right? Like I had this all planned out. Um, I'd, have, I'd have them all by the time I was 30, and then I'd be that young dad, right? Um, I, had, I had all these plans. And then I, I had this idea that then I'll come and I'll be an associate for a little bit, and associate pastor, and then I'll become a lead pastor. And man, I had it all planned out. But how do you know that life uh, can throw you some curveballs? That life doesn't always go according to plan. Like you can plan all you want, but at the end of the day, we can't just be fixated on our plans. We have to be fixated on God plans because God's plans often look very different than man's plans. And man, I, I know that some of you, y you had plans for your life and then you had that miscarriage. You had plans for your life and then you lost your job. You had plans for your life and then that girl broke up with you. Oh man, that was hard. You had plans for your life and then you got sick. You had plans for your life and then that business failed. I think a lot of us have had plans and yet sometimes things don't go according to plan. But I believe God works all things together for good, the Bible tells us, to those that are called according to his purposes. 
And so I just wanted to tell you today that maybe life hasn't gone according to plan for you. But when I say be plan focused, I mean be focused on God's plans. You know, I preached this last uh, week on Mary and Joseph. And I talked about like their plans. I guarantee you getting pregnant before getting married was not in their plans. They didn't think that. And can you imagine if they had said, God, we don't want these plans because we have our plans. They wouldn't have embraced and walked in the miracle of being the parents of the Son of God himself. Of being the, the parents of Jesus. If they had said, no, this wasn't according to our plan. You see, God's plans are always better than our plans. And so we got to trust his plans first and foremost. You know, God had already set in motion the events and the people that would lead Israel out of captivity and back into the land of blessing that God had for them. He'd already set those, those things into motion. But it was still up to them if they were going to decide to follow God and, and follow what God was offering to them. If they had refused God's plan, which people do all the time, you know, Drake may have sung about God's plan, but there's a lot of people refusing God's plans. And uh, we may sing that song, but if they had refused to follow where God was leading, they would have been doomed to stay in captivity. If God had said, look, I'm making a way in the, mil in the wilderness, I'm making rivers, streams in the wasteland, and they're like, nah, God, like, I, we're good. Like, we're good in exile, we're good in captivity, because I don't know if I even want to try to walk back through the wilderness even though you've made a way. I don't know if I want to walk along that stream even though, because it's in the wilderness. Like, they, they may have pushed back, and if that had happened, they would have been destined to stay in captivity. And so, I love that God lays out plans for us. He always gives us a way in the wilderness. He always gives us streams in the wasteland. The question is, am I going to follow it? The question is, am I going to embrace God's plans over my plans? When my plans go haywire, when my plans don't go according to plan, am I going to say, all right, God, like, you threw me a curveball. Uh, you threw me what feels like discouragement, but maybe you're setting me up for my destiny. Maybe you're setting me up for my future. God has already begun a new trajectory for your life, and I want you to hear this today. God has already begun a new trajectory for your life. The question is, are we going to follow it? You see, there's a plan, and it's God's plan. Are you going to follow his plans or your plans? And I want you to ask yourself that question today. You know, I talked about being uh, focused today. I, talk about, I talked about this idea that, that we have to have new focus. And so I want to encourage you that you would have this new focus, that we're forward-focused, that we're God-focused, and that we're plan-focused. This is the new focus that I'm talking about. And so I know we're going into a new year, 2019. I don't know about you, but I couldn't be more excited. I love New Year's because that means new opportunities. That means new blessings. That means new challenges. That means new opportunities in my life. And so I don't know about you, but I'll, I just want to encourage you. Some of you, I think, are going into 2019 thinking 2018 was rough. And so 2019 is probably going to be rougher. But I want to encourage you that you would change your mindset today. That part of your new focus would be a new mindset, a renewed mindset that says, you know what? I'm believing that the best is yet to come for my life. I'm believing that 2019 isn't going to be worse than 2018 or another bad year like 2018. I believe it's going to be an even greater year than 2018. Maybe you had a great 2018. You say 2019 is going to be even greater. 
I want to encourage you with this today because I think God, he has uh, an amazing future for us. He's already laid out a plan and it's up to us if we're going to follow that plan or not. So let's be a people who are forward focused, who are God focused and who are plan focused. I think if we live this way with this new focus, then God is going to do new things in our lives. And all about you, I love new things. I love me some new shoes. Come on, somebody. Um, I love me some new threads, some new clothes. I mean, new haircut. Oh, my goodness. I mean, new, new, new. I love new cars. Oh, that new car smell. There's nothing like it. And uh, I want to challenge you, man. New focus for 2019. And what I mean by that is a renewed focus. That you are laser focused in what it is that God has for your life and for your future. So let me pray over us. Uh, pray over our time together. And, uh, and then we're going to send us out of here. So, Lord, thanks so much. Thanks for this opportunity, and uh, thank you for this chance to be here together. Lord, I pray right now that you would let us understand what it means to have new focus. God, that we would be a people that aren't so caught up in our past, our mistakes, what's behind us, that we're missing out on what's in front of us. God, may we be forward focused. God, may we be you focused, God focused, and uh, not, not just in our plans, but your plans. May we be plan focused. So, Lord, I just ask that you would bless us, everyone listening to this today, that they would have a new focus. They would believe for greater things in 2019, greater things for their family, greater things for their future, greater things for their dreams, greater things for their endeavors. God, you're a, you are a God of new things, and uh, God, you're a God of more than enough. So I just pray over these people today, Lord, that you would, you would give us new focus for 2019. I want to do this right now. Anybody listening? Uh, that can hear this, and maybe you've never given your life to Jesus, or maybe you did at one time, but it's, it's been a long time. Uh, you, you've ran from God. You turned your back on God. You haven't been following God. I just want to invite you right now to pray this prayer with me. You can just repeat this prayer after me, and uh, let this be a declaration that you're accepting Jesus back into your life to be the Lord of your life, the Savior of your life, and uh, that you're accepting him for your future, that you're going to follow him and nothing else. So if that's you and you want to make a commitment to Jesus today for the first time, you want to recommit yourself, just repeat this prayer after me. Just say, Jesus, thank you so much for dying for me, for coming to this earth and giving your life so I could have life. I ask you today to come into my heart, to change me from the inside out. I'm nothing without you. Give me the strength and the focus to follow you, your plan, what you have for me. I love you, Jesus, and I pray this in your name. Amen. Hey, if you just prayed that prayer, I'm so excited for you. This is the best decision you could ever make. Uh, we love to connect with you online. Uh, you can go to our website, projectchurch.com, find out more information about us. But hey, God bless you guys. Thank you so much for listening, for tuning tuning in to Church at Home. We'll see you on January 6th, 9.30 and 11.30 uh, as we kick off church at downtown and then 10.30 church at West Sac. We love you guys. Have a great new year. We'll see you soon. God bless you. See you soon. God bless you. See you soon. God bless you. See you soon. God bless you.